Good morning, good afternoon. How you doing out there today? This is David Robert for the Marketplace of Ideas podcast. Hope you're having a wonderful and great day. Uh, just want to let you know before we get started on everything that if you hear me huffing and puffing again, I am on my exercise bike. I'm just here in the basement. Nice and nice and brisk, you know. Um, it's always nice to getting a good workout in before you to end the day, you know, or start the day, whichever, whichever gets you going. So today, uh, before, before we get started, I just want to let you know that you could find the Marketplace of Ideas podcast wherever you get your podcast. We're talking Stitcher, Google Play, Podbean, wherever you want to get your fix, we are there. I know that sounds kind of weird. But we are, I mean, yeah, we're there. You can find us and um, and we got some good stuff. We do. Uh, we've got over, we got about 50 or so episodes and we, you know, we keep churning them out. And when I say we, I mean the royal we or me and my, my uh, co-host Phoenix, who is not here right now. She's somewhere else in the house. That's my cat. So she's, uh, yeah, she's taking the night off, I guess. So um, today we're going to be chatting about something very alarming and since the start of the pandemic it's been i mean it's there's no other way to describe it other than batshit crazy and you know i don't i don't like to use too much profanity on this um podcast i like to keep it clean you know but there's just no other way to say it uh what we're going to be talking about so we're going to be talking about prefer um specifically, um, conspiracy theories. Um, the first one in, uh, this review is going to be about QAnon. And I just like many, many others of you thought that it was kind of a, a weird sort of phenomenon that had taken place that because people had been cooped up inside the house due to the COVID protocols that, you know, just fell into some crazy, crazy conspiracies online and you know it was gonna it was taking over people's livelihoods and their relationships but it's a lot more nefarious than that and the reason I bring this up is because there have been people in my own life extended family I'm not gonna say who they are because you always want to protect the guilty But people have espoused to me their beliefs of where COVID came from, the origins of it, that it's a lot more devious than one thinks, that there are forces greater than I could possibly imagine at work, and that they have the answer, they know what's going on. I have friends with extended family and, and their friends who have um, almost ceased talking to one another because... In the last two years, there was this cacophony, this soup, this chocolate tuna fish casserole of shit that culminated with COVID and then Black Lives Matter and then, you know, um, the forest fires and climate change and all of these issues from social to health to financial to the war in going on in Ukraine right now to the Freedom Convoy in Canada. There was so much going on that it was almost, it almost felt like there had to be some type of cabal out 
here running things because all of this just couldn't just happen, could it? Right? So my whole, uh, it's a little backstory here, like I always do. Um, my introduction to this kind of thing came in actually 2013. I had been newly laid off from my uh, gym, gym position at the YMCA in 2013 in June, and I found myself for the first time in my adult life without anything to do throughout the days um, before my wife was, was done with teaching for the summer. So I got let off in like, I think, June, and so I had about a couple of weeks of where it was weird. I just had time during the daytime, like that never happened to me. I was always either at work or you know, hustling and bustling or whatever. And I started doing a little bit of research online as one does to pass the time. And I ran into this gentleman by the name of David Icke. Now, David Icke is a former um, footballer, a former presenter for the BBC. And in the, I want to say the 70s or the 80s, he started coming up with these theories and these sort of ideas about humanity and what it actually is and aliens and lizard beings coming from other parts of the world and you know satanic worshiping pedophiles that were running the government and globalist which is just another word for jewish people or anti-semitism i found out actually um and so david ike was you know putting spouting out these crazy theories and what really interested me was the fact that they would mix some of the crazy with the truth they would talk about inflation, they would talk about banks and fiat currency, and I being somebody who had suffered through the 2008 financial crisis like so many other people, was game to listen to it. Now, I want to preface by saying I did not join a cult, I did not get my robe or my t-shirt that's saying I joined a cult and all I got was this robe, well, that'd have been funny, you know, or, you know, uh, sacrificed virgins or, you know, brutalized cats, I did none of those things. But it was interesting that myself, you know, a grown man with, you know, a formal, you know, I guess you could say regular education and, you know, pretty well adjusted, still found that that stuff still found its hooks in me. And I was and it wasn't until, you know, a couple of years back, actually, I'm ashamed to say that a lot of these theories that, you know, I had kind of in my head thinking, oh, maybe they might be true. They were, you know, you come to realize is just totally bonkers and obscene to even, even think of. But when people are in a vulnerable state and when they are in a place of, of a compromised sort of mental capacity, they could have been hurt by the world or gone through a divorce or had some, some form of trauma they're looking for answers and they're looking for a place to fit in and belong. And lo and behold, here come in the snake salesmen, the shysters, you know, the, uh, the people that the slick talkers, you know, who have, you know, a, a different view of the world that you don't have because they have information that you don't have. And they're, they're aware of things that are going on and only, only they know. And, and 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 stuff and and usually it, it 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 culminates into you buying their lotion or potion or their program or their their book or their new series or coming to listen to their talk or buying their products or services and usually it's a pretty pretty um direct you know sort of uh to consumer shyster type of thing but the crazy thing with a lot of these other theories is that there wasn't really 
like with the lizard people theory or, you know, some of these other ideals out there, there wasn't like, I mean, there were t-shirts, but there wasn't really like a main leader. There wasn't like a, like a church, like Scientology or, or, or whatever, you know, kind of um, crazy faith-based following that might be out there to try and lure people in. And so in comes Q and Q had been kicking around for a number of years as well. And most of the time it lived on message boards and in the basements of, you know, racist degenerates and, and people who were part of the men going their own way, um, fraternity or people who were anti-government, anti-establishment, anti-healthcare, anti-big tech, anti-pharmaceutical companies, anti-the Fed, anti-the World Health Association, anti-everything. But, you know, they held on to God's guns and freedom, basically. Sometimes in that order. And what, what started to happen was all of these different crazy, almost networks of, of, of nuts, basically, started to come together under this one tent of, of insanity. And regardless of where you fall on the political, religious ideological spectrum from the time the ball dropped on January the 1st, 2020, to this very day that I'm recording this, has been the most insane, (laughs) most ridiculous, like just like a trial of events that have happened worldwide. That if I was a betting man, There's no way I would have taken this action in Vegas, right? There's just, you know, if somebody had told you years ago, like I was sharing with my friend over the weekend, that the Fear Factor guy, Joe Rogan, would get more views on his online radio program than CNN, Fox News, and MSNBC combined on a daily basis, that the failed real estate mogul... um. The, the grab him by the private parts guy, um, Donald J. Trump would be the 45th president, right? I think the Simpsons actually have, uh, have a pretty good track record of this stuff. If you watch their episodes, I saw a meme of that. But uh, if, if you thought that that guy would be the most powerful man in the, on earth for a four-year period, would not make... I mean, <laughs> if you told me that, I would have shit my pants. It's just... you. You like what? Like this is nuts, and unfortunately, so many of us, despite the level of education, affluence, lack thereof, can fall can fall victim and fall prey to the schemes and the wiles of what's going on out there. We are all human. To err is human, and. None of us are above reproach. Uh, We've all fallen short of the glory, you know, of God. But um, we've all, I mean, we all can get taken. And there have been uh, just an embarrassingly large amount of people who have been taken in by the QAnon uh, insanity. It's just, I, I, it, 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 on the one hand, it breaks your heart because you see family members loved ones, and people that you care about buying into the crazy. And then it also 
makes you angry because you're like, how could well-educated people believe this sort of stuff? You know, and I, you know, myself being a follower of the good Lord, reading the Bible, sometimes you got to realize, okay, there's a lot of crazy stuff in the Bible too, you know, and in other religious um, writings. But that doesn't give you the right to storm a capital or to park your semi-truck in front of Parliament Hill or to, you know, punch someone in the face because they ask you to put on a mask or, or claim that, you know, people have genetic DNA from lizards and they're part of a cabal. It's just the level of insanity that we have seen imparted on our collective culture and various degrees of, it doesn't matter how rich or how poor you are. If you, if you saw what happened on January 6th at the Washington Capitol, um, with the insurrection, the failed coup, there were people who were rich, who flew private jets into this thing versus people who busted in on greyhounds to free, you know, the Washington from the tyrannical rule of, of, of what they thought was a, of a pedophile ring. Like, my gosh, like you can't write this stuff. And so I was doing some research for this. And by the way, if you ever do look into this stuff, it's, it's a heady brew of, of sewage. It's just the worst, most vile type of any, any sort of garbage you can imagine. And so tread with caution when you look into this thing. And if you have family members or friends, co-workers, churchgoers who are a part of this at every turn possible, challenge them on all of this. And the sad thing about it is if you do challenge people on it, sometimes they might dig in their heels and say, well, you're just part of the fake news slash the woke left media that is constantly poisoning the nuclear family and wants to, you know, um, change, you know, have all the kids turn trans and, and have all the men wearing dresses and the women wearing strap-ons. And like, I... And you fall down this rabbit hole, you may never come out. And But thankfully, you know, not only are we good at segues here at the end, but, um, but um, it's just, thankfully, people have come out of it and come out on the other side. And which leads me to this article I read in Rolling Stone uh, just today. I checked it out and it was written uh, a while back. It doesn't say when. Oh, yeah, September 3rd. Uh, 2020. So former QAnon followers explain what drew them in and got them out. So we're going to take a little look at this here. Uh, This is written by E.J. Dickinson. And it goes on to say that former QAnon followers explain what drew them in and what got them out. So like having, uh, like those leaving cults, some people who believe in conspiracy theories like QAnon and Pizzagate can break free from their beliefs. Uh, so here we go. Uh, Jitarat Jadja, I, I hope I'm saying that name right, is a Hurasut man in his early 30s. I probably butchered that. Uh, charming and jovial, speaking with equal um, effusiveness about economics and his baby niece. He's an atheist, pro-choice, and pro-drug decriminalization, who supported Bernie Sanders in the 2016 primary. 
He doesn't like, he doesn't seem like the kind of guy who would be deeply invested in a dangerous far-right conspiracy theory involving baby-eating Democrats and Hollywood actors. But for two and a half years, he said, that's exactly what he was. It's almost like a drug, he tells Rolling Stone from his parents' house in Sydney, Australia. You read a cue drop and he tells you something and you're like, whoa, dude, that's crazy. A head of dopamine goes off in your brain and you have to go in deeper and deeper and deeper in order to get that feeling again. When Q first started posting, I felt like here's an, ex an explanation that while it doesn't make sense, if it were true, explains the situation better than the current explanations I'm getting. Uh, QAnon is loosely connected, is a loosely connected system of conspiracy theories and unfounded beliefs spawned by Q, an anonymous on forums like A-Chan, now A-Cun, claiming to have high-end military clearance within the Trump administration. QAnon ad adherents um, believe, among other things, in the existence of a deep state cabal of pedophiles and child traffickers led by prominent liberals like the Clintons and that President Trump is lying in wait to, to arrest and execute his enemies. Recently, QAnon has gotten a great deal of attention in the media due to QAnon promoting congressional candidates such as Republican nominees, uh, she is now in the Senate, Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren uh, Boebert, thus bringing the theory mainstream. It has also been linked to violence such as the 2019 shooting of a Staten Island mob boss by a QAnon supporter and a Texas woman attacking two strangers with her car earlier this year. Because she believed them to be a child, she believed them to be child traffickers. President Trump has refused to overtly discredit or reject QAnon ideology, to the delight of believers whose primary goal is to win Trump's attention. They desperately need a place to put their anger and a way to make sense of the world. Us versus them, the horrible bad guy, is something that they all seem to cling to, says cult expert Diana Ben Scoder, who has spoken to numerous people whose loved ones are involved in QAnon. The doctrine makes it easy to say, clearly we have to make a stand against this, and it feels really good to believe you're on the side of righteousness and saving children. Uh, the mainstreaming of QAnon has also led to the advent of subreddits like are QAnon casualties and are uh, Q, Q, RQ, RQ reverie? I guess, I don't know. For family members of QAnon believers to discuss the impact the, ide the, the ideology has had on their lives, former believers who've extra, um, extricated themselves have also taken to such subreddits to share their own stories, recounting what drew them in and providing tips and resources for those trying to get their family members out. I was delusionalized with the system and seeing the system reward corruption. The idea that these people were so corrupt there was nothing they couldn't do wasn't that, wasn't that outlandish to me, says Lem26, a computer programmer in Columbus, Ohio. Like Jediah, Lem did not identify as a conservative and supported Sanders during the 2016 primary. His disgust with the liberal establishment after having seen Saunders passed over for Hillary Clinton in the 2016 Democratic National Convention is what led him to become obsessed with Pizzagate. The anti-scented... Anti uh, oh, the... Um, the anti... 
sendent to QAnon, a conspiracy theory suggesting that Clinton and other Democratic operatives were running a child trafficking ring out of the basement of a Comet Ping Pong Pizza of Comet Ping Pong Pizza in Washington, D.C. Anti-Clinton sentiment stoked by vloggers on YouTube set the stage for him to believe even the most outlandish claims proposed by Pizzagators. He, it also helped, he says, that he grew up in an extremely religious Christian Baptist family. He says his father is still an ed, um, ardent QAnon believer. Growing up with 18 years in that household played a role into my being primed believing something that was outlandish. The fact that you can have that kind of faith in certain things leads you to be open into believing certain things without their necessarily being proof. Another common thread among the stories of former believers on Reddit is a history of mental illness. Oh, uh, ja, Jadeja, I can never pronounce that name right, sorry. We'll call him Jada. Jada had recently disconnected himself from many of his friends. He was isolated and intensely struggling with depression and undiagnosed bipolar uh, 2 disorder. Because he was in graduate school, he also had a lot of time on his hands. I was, I guess you could say, a prime candidate for Q to take hold of me, he says. Ivan, whose name has been changed, 26, who asked to be identified by a pseudonym for fear of getting doxxed, was struggling with anxiety and depression when he stumbled on Pizzagate in the subreddit um, in 2016, right before Trump's election. Though um, cringe anarchy, which would later be banned, was a haven of right, far-right, edgy content, I was, I was politically illiterate. Though alienated and embittered, he recalls, swapping theories about Pizzagate wasn't about politics. It was about team sports. It was about cheering for your side, for team right. Scraping together bits of evidence, whole cloth to support Pizzagate was not just fun. It was also empowering at a time when he was desperate to feel some semblance of control. Ivan was conscious enough to have of how deranged his views sounded that he instinctively knew not to mention them to others. Not, he says, that it would have helped. I distinctly remember that if I read some articles about this debunked, this, uh, this debunking or fact-checking, I would feel bored. I'd feel like, Why, what am I reading here? They're probably just hiding the truth. It's not even worth the attention, he says. From my own experience, when you get deep enough, any kind of fact-checking, it just flies right through you and you don't really capture the information at all. Ben Scoder agrees that fact-checking is essentially useless. As difficult as it may be, she urges those with loved ones deep into QAnon must refrain. To try to make rational arguments is not going to work because they're not going to think rationally, she says. You can throw rocks in it and try to make cracks, for instance, by asking the other person to consider the possibility that QAnon may not be who they claim to be. But arguing with a person who is not operating according to logic or reason just makes them stand firmer. Instead, she advises people to try to appeal to their loved one's higher selves. People who get involved in extremist me uh, mentality are usually really good people who care deeply about wanting to use their life for something bigger than themselves. She says she urges loved ones of QAnon believers to approach the conversation by saying something like, I know the reason you care about so much. I know, I'm sorry. I know the reason you care so much about this is because you're a good person and I know that you want to do right but just consider the possibility that you're being lied to. Or, it would be a shame if you put all this good, sincere energy into something that turns out to be a big lie. If they don't immediately argue back fervently, if they stop for a moment, that would be a sign of a crack. 
in their belief system, she says. It may take a long time for such cracks to emerge, but without them, believers can't do the difficult work of setting off on the process of self-rediscovery and recovery from the false delusion of Q. It took years for the cracks to emerge for Jada, who slowly started to realize that Q-drops were laden with logical inconsistencies. A turning point for him was a follower asking Q to get Trump to say the term tippy-top as proof of Trump's knowledge of the conspiracy. When Trump did say the phrase during a 2018 Easter egg roll speech, Q believers rejoiced, believing it was confirmation that Q was real. Jada did some research and saw that Trump had said that phrase many times before. That's when I realized this was all a very slick con, he says. Today, he views the, he views the rise of QAnon with abject horror, which is compounded by the fact that he also managed to rope his own father into the conspiracy. Oh, no. Like Lem, Jada's father is still a true believer. It's gone out of control, and it continues to grow out of control. And they're not getting and they're not going away. Even if Trump loses, they're not going to go away. They'll just look at it as part of the conspiracy, he says, speaking out about his own involvement with the cult of QAnon as a former as a form of penance. Even as he worries, it may be too late to curb its toxic toxic potential lethal influence. Anytime you dehumanize any part or segment of the population to such a low level, to the lowest level you can go, people are happy on the opposite side to do the worst against them, he says of QAnon believers, with their view of Trump. That's the real danger here. Not that QAnon adherents will go into the Senate when you frame your opponents as subhuman. You won't just watch them burn. You'll be happy about it. So, I mean, this is um, obviously a little bit sort of um this was in 20 this was written in 2020 and i mean we would go on to see QAnon take a a p- pivotal role in the January 6th insurrection after Donald Trump lost to Joe Biden and Camilla Harris um people were calling for the hanging of Pence his vice president uh they stormed into the into the Washington Capitol onto the floor of the Senate if i'm not mistaken and you know um, three or four people died that day. Um, two police officers that actually were a part of, you know, fighting the insurrection ended up ending their own lives. It, on the one hand, um, actor and comedian Peter Davidson had said that when Trump was talking about running for office, we all laughed and thought it was funny. And then as it got more and more serious, it wasn't funny anymore. And I feel that's the same way with QAnon and the rest of these conspiracy theories where, you know, it's funny for a laugh and it's, it's, it's a gag and, oh, maybe your crazy uncle believes this or your nutso aunt who, you know, doesn't get out much and, you know, has been living on her own and has collections of cans of soup and 80, you know, like three or five different cats that don't even belong to her, you know, um, it's not those people anymore. It's people who are doctors, lawyers. I've... I've literally sat in horror as I've listened to people that I know have bachelor degrees and have gone to, you know, higher levels of education, have worked in the public sector, say things that are not QAnon, but are QAnon-esque, you know, or that are dripping with information or lack of information, disinformation from the Fox News Network and the rest of it. And 
and the feeling that this is very nefarious because the people that know better, they know that this is all horseshit. They know this is crap. But they, they also know that there is a swath of not only the American, but European, Canadian, Australian, New Zealand, right? German population who have for the last number of years seen the middle class destroyed. You know, call it Reaganism, Thatcherism, capitalism, um, whatever you want to call it. We've seen people struggle more and more. Word to Jay-Z where he said, you see your mom work $5 worth of work just to get a dime, right? We're seeing more and more individuals lose the ability to go to higher education because it costs more. Well, if you can't get a higher education, you can't get a higher paying job. Well, without enough money to pay for that higher education, you can't get the higher education. You know, it's just this, this cycle, rinse, wash, repeat. And with companies and larger corporations now making more and more money, influencing politics and policymakers to have more things in their favor, to have them pay less tax. And, and I, I believe Amazon paid almost no tax, which, you know, li- and basically literally being valued at almost a trillion dollar company, you know, where Warren Buffett says that his secretary pays more in tax than he does where the rich don't have to pay their fair share at all and still get, you know, the, um, the ability to be seen as, you know, company, American companies or Canadian companies or whatever, right? And the lies that have been told by think tanks and, you know, these groups to tell people that now trickle-down theory is amazing and that we need fiat currency and debt is good, the, the people that have suffered the most have been the middle class and the working poor. And so when you have a generation of people that have been sold a lie, and they've been sold a lie for so long, and time has moved on, the economy has changed, yet wages haven't risen to match inflation. Where, where else do people go? They turn to the strongman ideal. They turn to the fact that, hey, it's probably, it can't be the government. It can't be, you know, industry and commerce and the E, the, the, the movement within our economy for the digital revolution, you know, and the fact that now it's not reading, writing and arithmetic, it's coding, it's technology and it's finance, you know, and some of the things that we prided ourselves on, you know, allowing to happen so people can move up out of the working poor and poverty are not possible anymore. Try as you might. You know, there's certain parts of Canada and America now where it is almost impossible to save up for a home. And the medium, the median price of a home where I am right now is almost at 500000 And so if you need like, you know, five to 10% of that, well, you need to have that liquid in order to make a down payment, right? So there's so many different cuts coming at people. Elizabeth Warren had a great book called The Two Income Trap where she talked about this, where people who were, you know, you had the primary worker, which is usually the guy. Now, if something happened or, you know, just because of the economy, you know, inflation, well, the second worker went into the workforce being the female. Well, unfortunately, now you have nobody watching the children if they're not, if they're not school age. So now you have an, an, another cost, which is daycare. 
And so after you maxed out what the, the husband was making, the wife was making, well, we got credit cards. So you max those out. Meanwhile, you're still paying off your student loan, your, your mortgage and your car payments. Well, what do you have next? The income in your home, scrape that out, you know, uh, uh, home equity loan, you know, uh, and you, you see the ads for them everywhere. So now, now people are, are stretched. They, they have literally nowhere to go. Save for the arms of the conspiracy theorists and the QAnon experts and the people who have, who are in the know because heck, you know what? It's not, it's not Boeing. It's not, it's not BlackRock. It's not TD Bank. It's not, you know, Halliburton. It's not all these companies and corporations that are, you know, lobbying to screw you over the insurance companies and everything else. It's got to be the blacks, the browns, the LGBTQ, the Muslims, you know, feminism, leftist, Marxist policies that are destroying the, you know, the fabric of, of society and, and, you know, having people feel, um, powerless. And this is what this actually is. Q gives the illusion of power. It gives people the illusion of making them feel as though by listening to these drops, by coming together in these, in these communities for people who are basically just playing dress up, you know, and wanting to, you know, play with, you know, like LARP with the military and people who want to feel important, they join these groups. And, and the, the sad part is, is that if, if these, if these people who buy into this garbage would actually look at what's really hurting them, right? It's, it's ridiculously insane to think that the people who are coming into this country and any other country as immigrants with sometimes just the shirt off their back who make up less and less and less of the hierarchy when you, when you do research into who runs Fortune 500 companies and how many people of color, how many women, how many people who are trans, LGBTQ, any of these sort of talking points that you see coming up time and time again to blame for the downfall of society, you see them less and less in these spaces. How is it they're destroying the world that, I hate to say this, is essentially run by people that look like Tucker Carlson, right? So it's a, it's a great bait and switch. It's classic. If you just tell people, hey, it's not really us screwing you, it's, it's the immigrants. It's the guys coming over with monkeypox and freaking COVID and, and everything else. We're not to blame. Blame them. Right? They'll, they'll do the job for you and wipe, wipe them out and have us fighting in the streets. And the saddest thing about QAnon and these conspiracy theories is that you see good, honest, kind people who maybe got hit with a bad bit of luck, got laid off, had a health issue, the bills ran up, maybe lost the house, went through a divorce, somebody hurt them in some way. And rather than fall into the arms of a supporting and, you know, loving community, you f like they, they find this shit online, right? And it's easy. It's the fast food version of therapy. It's just blame other people for your stuff. It's like the episode I did with men going their own way. It was, it's not like you, you see these communities that are not about building people up. It's about hate. It's about, it's about scapegoating. You know, don't blame the fact that you can't get laid like in the, in the men going their own way on feminism. 
Blame it on the fact that maybe you just don't have any game. Maybe you're, you're, you know, don't blame it on the fact that, you know, women want a six foot guy and they won't settle. I mean, okay. Or you could just look at what the winners are doing and try to mimic it. You know, it's it, it, the, the level of denial and firm digging in. And, and the last thing, I, last point I kind of want to make, because I'm, you know, kind of ranting here and, but it's very, very easy to fall for the, the easy sort of way out, you know, the low hanging fruit. It's harder to look at yourself in the mirror and say, you know what? Yeah, I'm fat, not because of McDonald's and because of my kids and because of my work schedule. It's because of what I put in my mouth and the fact I sit on my ass, right? And all the excuses in the world won't change it. The fact that America, Canada, and other countries have this sort of moral dry rot on the inside of its consciousness when it comes to how we treat the poor, how we treat the impoverished, you know, um, how we treat the, 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 you know, the, the, the people who are considered lesser than, right? And do the hard lifting. But no, it's easy to blame, you know, like a cabal of pedophiles for the downfall of society and not blame the fact that, hey, if you just taxed these corporations that like make hundreds of billions of dollars, you'd be able to fix the roads and, you know, and if you, you know, maybe did some reform on, you know, education, which again, like Robert Reich always says, who's one of my favorite economists, um, you know, these laws that we've made up that we've put together for society are not the laws of nature. This isn't thorough, thorough dynamics. This is stuff that we've come up with and we could easily change it, right? The fact that, you know, we have inflation. Well, we created it. We can fix it. These aren't, these aren't law. These aren't laws of nature. These are laws of man. And the fact that we're still living like this, we don't have to live like this. And so, I mean, I think the, the last bit of thing I just, I know I said this before, but I think the last thing I want to leave, if anybody's listening to this, uh, even myself, you know, when I'm talking to anybody who, who buys into the, the, the full blown conspiracy stuff, or even just the adjacent conspiracy stuff, I think it's within our best interest to keep the door open, to keep the, the, the communication open. Now that doesn't mean that you have to sit there and listen to the insanity. No, no, don't do that. But, you know, don't, if, if they do finally come around, don't then use that to get your pound of flesh and say, ah, I told you you're an idiot, da, da, da. No, it's, you know, if, if they do come out of this thing and they're able to, you know, talk and say, hey, you know what? I was an idiot. I couldn't believe the crap I bought into. What the hell was I thinking? You know, then it's like, okay, now, you know, the, the scales are coming off, you know, like, uh, like, um, I think in the Bible, was it Zachariah? I think it was Zachariah. No, I think it was, uh, it was Saul, Paul. Yeah. Saul when he, on the road to Damascus, when he turned to Paul, right. And here, here was a guy killing Christians, gets the word, boom, turns his life around. And there's so many people out there who are just who just wants someone to talk to, who are just hurting, who are just in pain, 
who life has kicked them in the nuts, you know, punched them in the teeth, and they're just they're just trying to make it. And it's so much sexier to believe there's some big cabal out to screw us all over. You know, I, I, I mean, you just look at the financial crisis back in 2008. It's easy to believe that there was conspiring and there was... No, it was just greed. It was plain and simple. It was greed and bad policies that led to the downfall of the economy in 2008, right? And it's so easy to, to look and say, ah, it's because of the right. Ah, it's because of conservatives. It's because of liberals. It's, it's, most of the time, 99.9% of the problems outside of the stuff you didn't choose to have happen to you. So there's the, I, was, I have this theory. There's like the choices you make and the choices that were made for you. So the choices that were made for you were your height, your gender, your race, um, your sex. Now I know people could say you could change your sex. You're not in the body you want. I get, but just for this argument, you know, your, your gender, your sex, how tall you're going to be, where you were born, who you were born to, that kind of thing. Then there's the choices you make based off of that. Right. And so if you were raised without a dad, as sucky as it is, you can choose to better yourself with whatever you have around you. Right. I'm not saying it's going to be perfect. It's going to be great, but you can do what you can. And it, again, if, if, if people are really going to come out of this, especially with the QAnon stuff, it's going to take doing the hard work, right? And actually looking at yourself and, and coming to grips with, with some of the choices that you've made and that we've made as a society and realizing that, okay, some of this isn't working. We need to change it. Right. And that, and again, the hardest part of a, of any sort of society, if you, if you listen, if you listen to history is when it's starting, you know, the uh, colonizers and building up of a, of a, of a country, of a province, of a state, of a city. And when it's falling apart, you will see the most, um, savage, the most horrendous, the most heroic, the best and the worst will come out of people, you know, when society is, is, is growing and when it's crumbling and God help us. If I mean, society hasn't crumbled yet. And in the last two years, we've seen literally every form of conceivable idiocy you could imagine. And so buckle up. That's all I got to say. So, I mean, again, you know, reach out to who you can. And if you have somebody in your life who's going through this, you know, just stick with them, um, protect your own energy and your own self, which is what I've done, you know, but also, you know, don't be somebody to say, ha ha, screw you. You know, I'm, I'm, you're done. So I don't know. Hopefully this, this is something that, uh, added some value to your day. Um, but like I said, you could find us wherever you get your podcasts, we are there, rocking and rolling, and you know, hopefully this QAnon stuff um, goes the way of the dodo bird, but we will see, right? But until next time, take care and be good to one another out there.